Praise the Lord. Welcome to the house of God tonight. The subject tonight, the message tonight, 2023 increase. I was so moved last Sunday morning as one of the men of the house was used by the Holy Spirit in a gift of prophecy. And the brother began to prophesy about God of the harvest and how that God brings a harvest out of the earth every year. And I was so struck by that because I know God wants to bring a harvest into our lives every year that we live and serve him. It's a year of, of increase, and it doesn't matter what things look like right now. We don't walk by faith, we walk by sight. Let's believe God for increase this year because he is the Lord of the harvest. That's his promise. He's the Lord of the harvest every year to bring increase out of the earth, and he will guard and guide our harvest, and we will gain the fruits of righteousness. A few weeks ago, one of our international ministers texted me and said, do you have a theme for the year? And I didn't have a theme for the year. You know, sometimes there's a slogan that rhymes with the year, and sometimes there's a prophetic statement that sits on a year. I didn't have anything, and then I, then I did get a word. And I was waiting for the staff or brethren or sisters around me to confirm it, so, but nobody confirmed it, so I, I may be on my own. I said, I, I'm going to strike out on my own. So if you don't have a word, maybe you'd consider this word. But the word the Lord gave me was increase. And that's why the title is 2023 Increase. You know, Isaac, in the days of a difficult time, the Bible says that there was a famine in the land for Isaac and for other people, and the Lord said, listen, stay in the inheritance of the Lord. Don't go down into the world. Don't go down into Egypt. Don't look for other answers. Stay in the inheritance of the Lord. Stay in the land that flows with milk and honey. And the Bible says Isaac sowed in that year and reaped a hundredfold. And the Philistines envied him. Supernatural increase. So, number one tonight, this year, let's increase the fruit of our lips. Proverbs 18, 20. A man's belly, the deepest part of us we know is our spirit. Beyond our mind, our heart, way down deep, our spirit. A man's spirit shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth. You mean by what a person says, there's going to be satisfaction that goes into their spirit? That's what the Bible says. A man's spirit shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth and with the increase of his lips shall he be filled. Now I know increase is there, the produce, but I'm using the word increase. Let's make it a verb. And with the increase of his lips, he shall be filled. God wants us to increase the fruit of our mouth that we would increase the words of our lips, giving thanks unto his name, giving praise unto his name. Hebrews 13, 15, By him, therefore, that is by Christ, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. People that are filled with the praises of the Lord, giving thanks unto the Lord, the fruit of our lips, 
the fruit of our mouth to bless the Lord. And let's increase that this year because it's a desire of the Lord that we would increase that in our lives, increase our praises, increase our promises of the Lord. The more we increase our praises and promises, we won't notice our lack so much. We don't, won't notice the lack in our lives. We will be filled and satisfied with the goodness of the Lord. Now, Proverbs 16, 24 says, Pleasant words are as an honeycomb, sweet to the soul, and they go right down into your physical body and bring health to the bones. Pleasant words are as an honeycomb, sweet to the soul, satisfying, and health healing to the bones. What are these pleasant words that can go right down into the joints and marrow of our body, that can bring health to us and quicken us from the inside out, can bring life to us and bring sweetness to us and satisfaction? These pleasant words, whatever else they might be supremely, they are the promises of God. They are the promises of the Word of God, the pleasant words of the Lord, the pleasant words of the Scripture. And we need to take them down into our spirit so that they are instantly on our lips. So that they are instantly on our lips. We're doing the preparations of the heart, aren't we? We are putting good treasure down on the inside of us. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. And we want these promises. We want these pleasant words on our lips so quickly that nothing else can interfere. And we don't start saying things we shouldn't. Pleasant words of the Lord. We read them. We meditate on them. We ponder them. We put that good treasure down on the inside of us. We work the promises of God over and over in our spirit. We speak them and memorize them till we know them by heart. And then they flow out. And we are filled with the goodness of the Lord. We are filled with the satisfaction. Let's increase the fruit of our lips this year. Let's memorize the promises of God. Let's fill our mouths more with the praises of the Lord. It's a year of increase and harvest in our lives. Psalm 139, 17 to 18. How precious also are thy thoughts unto me, O God! How great is the sum of them! If I should count them, they are more in number than the sand. When I awake, I am still with thee. Or, one translation says, when I awake, you're still thinking about me. I haven't been thinking about myself all night long by my, while I sleep, but there's somebody who's been thinking about me all night long, and while his beloved sleep, God's gifts are given. Psalm 127. How precious are your thoughts unto me, O God. Sometimes we're so aware of our failure, our infirmity, our humanity. We know who we are. As David said, when the Lord came to bless him, he said, God, you, I can't believe what you're saying about me. You know your servant. You know what I'm really like. You know how I feel about myself. God's much higher than that. His thoughts are precious. His thoughts, if we could count them, they are more in number than the sand. That is how much God loves us. 
He's thinking about us day and night. He wants to increase us. And so we need to increase the fruit of our lips. Let's learn the promises of God. Let's memorize them. Let's speak them so that they are quick to our attention. Whenever there is need, all day long, praises of the Lord, promises of God. Number two, let's increase our learning. Let's increase our learning. Stop learning, stop growing. Stop learning, you not only stop growing, you start to forget what you had in the first place. And that's why Jesus said, those who have a spirit to learn, those who have a spirit of faith, they will increase, they will have more. And those who don't have that spirit, even what they had, will be taken from them. It falls away from their life. So we must, must be those that increase our learning. Let's make this a year to increase our learning. Proverbs 1.5, a wise man will hear and will increase learning. A wise man will hear and will increase learning. And a man of understanding shall attain unto wise counsels. We know that the Lord, the will of the Lord, is that we progress and mature and come to full stature in Christ. That all the days of our life and all the years of our life, there is a steady incline. There is an increase of the knowledge and the understanding and the ways of the Lord. Proverbs 4, 7, wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And with all thy getting... With all diligence, with all thy getting, get understanding. Now, what wisdom is he talking about? He's talking about the Word of God. And he's talking about the book of Proverbs directly. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. With all your getting, get understanding. The wisdom of the Lord, the wisdom of the book of Proverbs is not some wisdom of man. It's not something that anybody can live out. Only a true Christian can live out the book of Proverbs. It's the wisdom of God that gets down into a person's life. And they begin to walk in the counsel. They begin to walk in the knowledge and the understanding of the Lord. Sure, there are some practical things. But even those practical things cannot be lived properly unless you are in Christ. There's... Mention in the book of Proverbs, for example, about finances and how to deal with finances. But only a true Christian can use their finances properly for the glory of God. There's things in there about moral discretion and character. But only a true Christian has the power of the Holy Spirit and the likeness of Christ in them to actually manifest what the book says. This is the wisdom of God. Now Jesus said in John chapter 8, Verse 31 to 32. If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. If you abide, if you stay in that word, continually working in that word, you are my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. It will make you free. Now, I believe the Bible can set us free, but that's not what Jesus said. 
He didn't say the truth will set you free. He said the truth will make you free. See, there are things that will set us free. The blood of Jesus Christ will set us free. The power of God will set us free. The anointing of, a, of prophetic preaching will set us free. But there is something that alone can make us free, and that is the truth of the Word of God. When we begin to get the Word of God and the promises of God inside of us, and all of a sudden something happens because we are being made from the inside out. The truth will make you. It will transform you. It will change you, and you will be free. And whom the Son sets free is free indeed. The power of the Word of God. Proverbs 1, 1 to 4. I love the book of Proverbs. It says the Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel. To know wisdom and instruction. To perceive the words of understanding. That's why the book was written. To receive the instruction of wisdom, justice and judgment and equity. To give subtlety, discernment to the simple. To the young man, knowledge and discretion. The book of Proverbs is there to give us wisdom, instruction, justice, judgment, discernment, knowledge, discretion. The book is there. I love the book of Proverbs. It has 31 chapters, a chapter a day in the month. And more and more in the last few years, I've tried to align my life with a chapter a day. To keep that wisdom of God upon my life and upon my spirit. You can't drift too far and it'll arrest you. It'll instruct you. It'll call your moral purity before the Lord and your holiness, your character, how you deal with life and people, how you deal with your family. Every day a chapter. Every day a chapter. Align it. It's easy, you know. Like today is what? January 8th. Well, you know what chapter of Proverbs you you're going to be reading. It's not hard. Well, where am I in the book? Well, it's, you know, it's the 16th day of the month. Well, that's chapter 16. And so along with the Bible reading guide, following the scriptures, I try and add in a chapter of Proverbs a day. You know, a rhema a day keeps the devil away. <clears throat> and a Proverbs a day will keep foolishness at bay. Keep foolishness at bay, the way of the wise and the way of the fool. Colossians 1, 9 to 12. <clears throat> so let's increase our learning. For this reason we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will. This is one of the prayers of Paul. These are the supreme prayers of the Bible for us to pray over our lives and over our family and over the church of Jesus Christ. He said, we pray and ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Increasing in the knowledge of God. The knowledge of his word, the knowing of God, intimacy with the Lord, relationship with the Lord, strengthened with all might according to his glorious power, for all patience and long-suffering with joy. Patience has to do with circumstances. 
Long-suffering has to do with people. Strengthened with all might according to his glorious power for all patience and long-suffering with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. God wants us to increase in knowledge and walk with him throughout our days. I love Job 5.26. It's becoming more relevant to me now than ever. You shall come to the grave at a full age as a sheaf of grain ripens in its season. That's how God works with us. Seed goes in the ground, we begin to grow in Christ. And through the years of our life, we develop and we mature and things that were so important at the end begin to fall away. They don't have life in them anymore. They were profitable and enjoyable for a time, but now they become like chaff. We don't want to give too much attention to them. Why? Because the grain is maturing and we're going for a full harvest in the presence of God. And that's God's will, that we ripen. And when we are ripened spiritually and mature and come to stature in Christ, then he says, I think I'm going to reap that harvest for the glory of my name. Let's increase in learning. Let's increase the fruit of our lips, giving thanks unto the Lord, confessing his promises and his word. Let's increase our learning, our knowledge of the Bible, and our understanding of the living God. And number three, finally tonight, let's increase the fruits of our righteousness. Let's increase the fruits of our righteousness. 2 Corinthians 9, 9 to 10. As it is written, he hath dispersed abroad, he hath given to the poor. So the he in that phrase is a righteous person, a righteous man, a righteous woman. The Apostle Paul is quoting from Psalm 112, where he's speaking of the deeds and actions of a righteous man. As it is written, the righteous person hath dispersed abroad, he hath given to the poor, his righteousness remains forever to eternity, eternal account. Now he that ministereth seed to the sower, both minister bread for your food, and multiply your seed sown, and increase the fruits of your righteousness. Gospel advancement, kingdom labors, Personal finances involved in the kingdom. That's what the apostle is talking about. He says, he that ministers seed to the sower, that's our finances. Both minister bread for your food and multiply the finances you have sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness. That righteousness will remain forever. It goes to your eternal account in the presence of God. And one day every man will have praise of God, the Bible says. Now the Apostle Paul, isn't, he's speaking of finances here. He's not speaking of tithes directly. He's speaking of offerings. We know there are three financial avenues in Scripture, tithes, offerings, and alms. Tithes are 10% of our income that we give to the Lord. Offerings are gifts over and above the tithe. And then alms are a specific type of offering, gifts to help those that are in need. 
tithes, offerings, and alms. And these go to the kingdom of God. And so the Apostle Paul is speaking of this, but really speaking of offerings here, because an offering was being taken by the churches that he traveled to to help believers in another region that were undergoing financial difficulty and economic strain. And so the churches were giving an offering to help that situation. Let's read verse 6, 2 Corinthians 9, verse 6 to 8. But this I say, he which sows sparingly shall reap also sparingly. And he which sows bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Every man according as he has purpose, as he purposeth in his heart, so let him give. Every man according as he purposes in his heart, so let him give. Now he's talking about offerings. Tithes are fixed, 10% of our income. Offerings are flexible. Tithes are obligatory. Offerings are optional. So let him give. Let every man as he purposes in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that ye, always having all sufficiency in all things, may abound to every good work. These are the promises of God. This is God's financial wisdom for our lives. He who sows sparingly will reap sparingly. He who sows bountifully will reap bountifully. Let everyone give as they purpose in their heart. How much offering can I sow into the kingdom? Lord, be my helper. Verse 9 to 10, once again. As it is written, the righteous disperses abroad. He gives to the poor. His righteousness remains forever. Now he that ministereth seed to the sower, both minister bread for your food, and multiply your seed sown, and increase the fruits of your righteousness. Every dollar that we sow into the kingdom, God says that, that seed can multiply and increase the fruits of your righteousness. God multiply, that's what it says. Multiply your seed sown. Now, there's collective seed as a church, but there's individual. As we give our finances, it comes down to every person. The Lord increase the seed you have sown. How does that seed increase? I mean, right at the onset, that's not talking about, oh, if I give money to the church, I'm going to get blessed and I'm going to become wealthy and finances are going to flow. That's not what it's talking about. Now, there's generosity, and the Lord says, we'll abound to every good work, and there's the blessing of the Lord. But the Lord is talking about the seeds we sow, the money we give, the dollars we give, that as we put them into the kingdom, God will multiply the seeds sown and will increase our eternal bank account with righteousness, our personal righteousness in the heavens because of what we've done. So the Lord wants us to increase the fruits of our righteousness. So, you know, we give, we give our finances. Every dollar that we give into the kingdom begins to multiply by the Spirit of the Lord. We give into this church, and 
the children's ministry prospers and young children are trained and raised in the ways of the Lord and they go on to have occupations and marriages and children and their influence and they win souls to Christ and the money we sowed in to that children's ministry multiplies a hundred and a thousand and more times to the glory of God. We sow into the youth department. We sow into the worship department. We sow into the word department. We sow into foreign missions. And every dollar begins to go to work. We sow into home missions, the lighthouse, and those dollars go to work, and people are saved, and people are touched by the kindness of God and by the goodness of the Lord. And the God is multiplying your seed sown and bringing forth a harvest of righteousness in your bank account in the heavens. Widows and orphans. We support widows and orphans under Christ City Widows and Orphans International. Every dollar we sow into a child, think of it. Well, we just give our offering and don't think much about it. Every dollar that goes into a child, an orphan, that child begins to be educated. That child begins to know I am being cared for by God. I'm being cared for by the body of Christ in another nation of the world. And the men and women that oversee these children pour that life into them and pour that spirit into them. And they begin to grow and they get educated and they're saved and born again and filled with the spirit and so thankful for what God has done in their lives. And they go on to, vo to vocations and they go on to have families and they go on to win people for Christ. And the money you put into that widow that that orphan that begins to multiply to your account and you increase in the fruits of your righteousness the leaders the pastors and the training that we do across in the nations of the world the finances that go into training pastors and christian workers my that seed goes into one man or one woman of god and they go out into an area and they begin to preach the gospel and hundreds of people and thousands of people are saved over the years a few dollars sown by a person here sets that in motion and god begins to multiply your seed sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness i think of our lives today i'm so thankful for the men and women that decades ago and generations ago sowed into the ministry of evangelists and teachers and pastors and churches and because of it they would not even know what kind of harvest has come forth out of the money they sowed into ministry in those years and those times but we are here as a result of that and out of that finance that is to their glory and to their personal account to the glory of god purchase a bible Pay for a Bible and give it to a person. People come to the altar. They want a Bible. They don't know the Lord. They want to understand Christianity. You think of the cost of one Bible. But if that Bible, it's a seed. It's a small seed in a way. But if it's sown in the heart of a person and that person gets saved, and then their household gets saved, and then their friends get saved, and then their acquaintances get saved. And down through the years, they witness and serve the Lord and bring forth souls to the kingdom of God and kingdom advancement out of one Bible. God, multiply your seed sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness.
Let's have the worship team come. 2 Corinthians 9, 10. Now he that ministereth seed to the sower, that's God. He gives us the finances. Now he that ministereth seed to the sower, both minister bread for your food. The God who puts finances in our hands to sow into the kingdom is the God who will put bread on our table. David said, I have been young and now I'm old, yet have I never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. He that ministers seed to the sower, both minister bread for your food and multiply your seed sown and increase the fruits of your personal righteousness, your righteous acts. If we sow our finances into the kingdom, God will see to it that there is always food on our table. And we will gain a harvest of eternal righteousness that will last forever to the glory of God. So this year is 2023. Let's increase the fruit of our lips. Let's speak the promises of God more than we ever have. Let's sing the praises of the Lord more than we ever have. A man's spirit shall be satisfied with the words of his mouth. With the increase of his lips shall he be filled. Let's increase our knowledge of the Lord, for God will lead us in an ever-ascending way till at the end of our days we stand like a ripened grain, a sheaf of grain, stock of grain, fully mature and developed before the Lord in righteousness and honor. And this year, let's increase the fruits of our giving. Let's increase the fruits of our righteousness to the glory of God and pray over our finances and pray over our offerings and pray over our tithes and let God bless us and bless the people of earth. Let's stand together tonight. Hallelujah. The preparations of the heart, my dear friends. These are the preparations of the heart, are they not? Prepare our hearts for the Lord. If you'd like prayer for any need tonight or just like to come and spend a few minutes at the front in the presence of the Lord, please slip out from where you are. Let's offer ourselves to the Lord tonight. Take his word into our spirit and let his transformation take hold of us. If you continue in my word, you are my disciples indeed. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Hallelujah.